Speaking of storm clouds and speaking of tumultuous times, today's message is called The Best Course. We're going to be talking about being able to choose the best course in life. And it's a, it's a, a constant in our life. Uh, each and every day we need to be making choices and we're always confronted with well, which one is the better choice, which one is the lesser choice, uh, which one's evil, which one's carnal, which one's the Holy Spirit. Uh, there's many voices out there. Uh, and <clears throat> I say out there, there's many voices in here. And uh, so we need to be able to discern the best course. We need to be able to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I believe we can grow in that. We can develop that in our lives. <clears throat> Jesus uh, introduced himself as the good shepherd. And he said, my sheep hear my voice. And so as we are uh, children of God, we can hear and discern the voice of the Lord speaking to us. In First Chronicles chapter 12 and in verse 32... This entire chapter is speaking of and makes mention of the various tribes that make up King David's army. And in verse 32, it mentions that from the tribe of Issachar, there were 200 leaders and their families. And all, everyone say all. They all understood. Say understood. They all understood. What did they understand? What was it they understood? The signs of the times. They all understood the signs of the times and they knew, they knew the best course for Israel to take. They knew the best course for Israel to take. I want to share with you today from the word of God and encouraging you that you also, as the sons of Issachar, have the ability, have the ability to understand the signs or the seasons of the times that we are living in, and you also have the ability to know the best course to make the best decisions for your life to take as a child of God. We have the ability to know that. How many people think that's a pretty good deal in these tumultuous times that we live in? I mean, there's, you know, we can really be dazed by diversity, by all the, there's just a diversity of stuff going on, constantly going on, and it, it, it seems to be, Rapidly changing and increasing, and in the natural realm, things don't seem to be making, don't seem to be changing for the better. They seem to be changing for the worse. But nonetheless, you know the signs of the times, and but um, they're they're pretty evident. We can see what's going on around us. In Second Timothy chapter three, let me read a couple of verses from that, just to put it in context. This was some years ago that that this was written, but so it only has to be even more real today. In 2 Timothy, chapter 3, the first couple of verses, it says, You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there, there, will, there will be very difficult times, for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure, pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. 
So there you have it, just a little snapshot of uh, the signs of the times. We can take that in many different ways. I don't really want to spend a lot of time talking about all, the, uh, all that that could be identifying today. You very well know what that identifies today. You, you, you know, you're confronted with it on a daily basis. So I want to focus more on what is our response to it. How are we able to know understand the signs of the times, and then in understanding the signs of the times, to know the best course, to know the best course. What decisions should I be making? Which is the best course for me? I noticed recently on my, on my phone when I pull up Apple Maps, you know, and, and you pull up for a direction someplace, it normally gives you, I think it's like three different options. One of them is toll-free, uh, the other one is toll, and then, then it gives you the, 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 the fastest route. And then also notice that underneath is that it gives you, has, gives you another option now, so it's the most fuel efficient. The most fuel efficient. And so there's many different options, and that's just how to decide to get from here to Philadelphia or from here to wherever you want to go. But... Bring that over into your personal life, in your walk with God, in your family life, in your relationships, in your health, in your finances. What is the best course? Which one is the fastest? Which one is the most fuel efficient? Which way, which way can I avoid tolls? And just, you know, just all these different options. You can know which one's the better one. You can know. I don't know about you, but that was worth getting up this morning, getting dressed, and coming out to church for. Or for you that decided to watch it online, it's worthwhile you know, checking in on us and just stay tuned. Because we can, we can know the best course to take. How many people have ever taken a course that you found out later that it was not the best course? Or am I the only one? There must have been a better way. Obviously, I made a wrong turn somewhere. I made a wrong choice. And, and if you want to really be honest like me, have you ever made a wrong choice knowing up front it was a wrong choice? You were just stubborn enough to make it thinking, I can get through this. It's my way. I know it may not be God's way, but bless God, I'm just not ready to forgive right now. Bless God, I'm not ready to do this right now. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to resist. <laughs> Am I the only one that's ever resisted the promptings of God? The promptings of the Word of God, the Holy Spirit promptings. No, we do that just like we avoid, you know, I'm, I'm getting better at it. But I had, I'll be honest with you, I had a real difficult time submitting uh, to the maps, Apple Maps and MapQuest and whatever, you know, the evolution of the whole thing. I just really had a hard time because that can't be the best way. You've got to be kidding me. How do they know there's an accident 20 miles down the road? <laughs> I mean, I can't see it. How can they see it, right? I had a, I, I, I'm still in that learning curve or really learning to trust a voice of the person. I don't even know who it is that's talking to me when it comes to allowing myself to be navigated on the highway. But even in, in our, but bring that over into my walk with God. I'm still in the process of learning to yielding to the Holy Spirit when it seems contrary to what I'm seeing in the natural realm. I can be like the farmer who's observing the clouds there for a while. This doesn't look like a good day to, a, a good day to plant, so I'm not going to sow today. And then I end up every day looking at the clouds thinking, well, today's not a good day. The next day, well, this is not a good day either. And the days keep evolving, they keep going by, and, and before you know it, it's too late to plant, and then guess what? 
There's no harvest. And so in life, learning to understand, not only understand the signs of the times, but when you're reading the signs of the times, you know what the best course is to take. Things in this natural world are not static. Something that may have been true, let's just take um, your stewardship, for example. A financial plan that may have been true 40 years ago may not be the best one today. So we need to learn to continue to read and, 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 and to understand the times and, and to take the best course. And so that's why there's financial advisors. That's why there's people that are, are good at that. And I recommend that if you're not good at that, that, that you have someone that is good at that and helps keep you on your financial plan, keep you on the best course so that you can reach the, your, your objected, your stated goals, that you can, reach, you, you can get to where you want to be. You know, if you're not on the right course in life, whether it be relationships, health, finances, if you're not on the right course, positive self, and you're not on the right course and things just aren't turning out for you and they're just things aren't going right, it's just really, really tough and you're admitting that it's tougher than it ought to be, positive self-talk and say, I'm going to hang in there I'm going to hang in there. I'm going to make it through this. I'm going to make it through this. I'm going to hang in there. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And I'm going to keep going, and I will get through this. If you're on the wrong course, no amount of positive thinking or positive self-talk will get you to where you want to be. It will just cause you to be stubborn enough to stay on the wrong path, on the wrong course, and you're going to end up where you don't want to be. So we want to learn to be, uh, become sensitive to the Holy Spirit of God and allow him to be directing our steps. Because if I want to be over here at a certain time in my life and I keep going this way, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to keep, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to hang in there. I can make it through this. I can, I can, I will. It all sounds good, and it gives you the courage and the strength to keep going in the wrong direction. So we need to be humble, and we need to be open and receptive to the leading and to the guiding of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And like the sons of Issachar, they understood the signs of the times, and they knew the best course to take. How? Can we also know the best course in every situation, relationships, finances, health, you name it, any type of relationship, uh, different decisions that are being made at different seasons of life. And no matter what season of life you're in, if you're in here today as a, as a, a junior high or high school student, or you're in here as a college student or a recent college grad, or you're in your mid-20s, mid-30s, mid-40s, mid-50s, mid-60s, it doesn't matter what age you are, you're still in a season of life where you're making decisions concerning your tomorrows. The good news is in every season, God is with you. And the Holy Spirit is with you, and he's helping the junior high and high school students make the right choices. He's helping the young adults making the right choices. He's helping the young families make the right choices. And he's helping middle-aged people make the right choices, like myself. And he's helping seniors make right choices, like other people I know. <laughs> it seems like so long ago, but I remember when I was uh, 55 years old, 
And Nancy got all excited because we were buying tickets to take, uh, go to Hershey Park. And she noticed that 55 qualified for seniors. She was so excited. <laughs> she was excited for me. <laughs> I got excited for her for the same reason a few years ago. <laughs> Won't tell you how many years ago, but <laughs> anyway. Turn with me, if you have your Bibles or whatever device you're following along, we're going to be reading from Ephesians chapter 5 here just for a few moments. Ephesians 5, learning how we can also know the best course for our lives. In Ephesians chapter 5, beginning at verse 15, it says, so be careful now. The word careful there is a connotation of a... Of, of the, the idea there is it, it's something that's done accurately, precisely. It's something that you're giving very close attention to. It's not just a casual, be careful, be careful. No, it's, it really means what it's saying. Something, do this accurately. Make the right choice. Be accurate in your decision making. Be precise in choosing the right course. Give close attention to the decisions that you're making. That When you're choosing the course of life, Give close attention to it. Be careful about this. It's not something flippant or haphazard that you do. The Holy Spirit is with you, and he wants you to, to take it seriously. So it says, be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but live like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. There again, it's talking about the time, the season that we're living in. But the sons of Issachar, they, they understood the times and they knew the best course. You can't choose the times that you're living in, but you can choose the best course in the time that you're living. So don't be wishing, oh, I just wish I would have lived back then, or, or I wish I was just much younger and I could, you know, uh, do things different. No, you are where you are right now. Let's just buck up and let's start making the right decisions and choosing the best course. <clears throat> Continue reading here. Uh, verse 17, don't act thoughtlessly. We just finished a series about, you know, about making the right decisions and, and having that transformed life by changing the way that we think. So don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. So there's a lot in these uh, uh, few short verses. First of all, in verse 15, it says, be careful. Uh, give accurate, uh, something that's done accurately, precisely, giving close attention to. Verse 16, make the most of every opportunity. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. So they, everyone say, there's opportunity for me. So think of it that way. There's opportunity for me. Don't get caught up in the negativity. Oh, it's so terrible today. It's so difficult today. It's so challenging today. And, uh, you know, things are just spiraling out of control in every area of life. And, and you know, we can really just really get down on ourselves and, and start just being depressed about everything. But really here it's telling make the most of every opportunity. This is a, a, a day of opportunity for all of us. We can decide on the best course for our lives. It's an opportunity for you today and make the most of it right in the midst of evil times, of darkness, of difficulty, of challenges, opposition. Right in the middle of it, there's opportunity for us. 
And then it tells us in verse 17, don't, uh, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand. So there we have that understanding. And just like the sons of Issachar, they understood the signs and the times, and they knew. And they knew. Then verse 18 says, don't be drunk with wine. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit of God. So how can I know the best course for my life? How can you know the best course for your life? How can you be making the, how can you be making the best choices? And if you made a wrong choice, how can you correct that? Let me show you, illustrate that real quickly. If I'm going, if I want to be at that end, at the end of my life, and I'm going this way, that means I'm going in the wrong direction. Say, oh my goodness, how challenging is that? What the world, what's the possibility of a correcting this, bringing course correction. It's really quite simple. The Bible refers to it as repent. It just simply means you go turn around and start going this way. That wasn't that difficult, was it? That was a question. Was that difficult? I know what you're thinking. I can read your mind. You say, no, that wasn't difficult, but I don't want to admit it. Because I still want to keep going this way. And I still think if I just stay optimistic enough, I'll end up over there. Well, the world is round, so I guess maybe you will. But you may not have enough time. So keep making the right choices. Keep having a repentive heart to God. And, and uh, the Holy Spirit continues to work in us and brings course correction in our lives. Psalm 32, verse 8 and 9 The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. That's a good promise. I will guide you along the best. You ever say the best pathway? So that's good news. It's the best pathway for your life. I will, I will advise you and watch over you. Excellent promise. Verse 9. Here's what not to do. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control. Don't be making decisions by outward impulses. The bit and the bridle, it's external. It's outside the horse and the mule. I realize it goes through its mouth, and that, that's a whole other lesson in itself. Keeps the tongue in check. Keep the math in check. That's going to go a long way in keeping you on the right course. But the idea, the bigger picture is external motivation. It ought to be an internal motivation. The Holy Spirit of God. The, the psalm said the Lord, he's going to guide us along the best pathway for our life, the best course for our life. Say, so how can I know? The Lord will guide you in this. How will he guide me in this? What's, how do I connect with that? Well, I think a good place to start in connecting with God, leading us in the best, best, best pathway is to have a, a heart and a posture toward God and an openness to the directing and the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I really enjoy, this is a passage of scripture it's found in Proverbs chapter 4, beginning at verse 23. I, I really enjoy this portion of scripture and I enjoy reading it. It really helps me to, to be uh, yielded to what the Holy Spirit wants to do in, in my life. So in beginning in verse 23 of Proverbs Chapter 4 says, guard your heart above all else. 
You know, we, all as individuals, we have a guardedness about us. There's certain things we are guarded. We, you know, you name it, you guard it. I, I, I am very ticklish. You get anywhere close to my ribs, I'm going you know, I'm I'm to guard it. Don't be messing with my ribs, all right? So I'm going to guard that. There's, you know, there's so many things in our lives that, that we guard. But here's telling us uh, the most important thing that we are to be guarding is to be guarding our heart above all else. Why would that be so important? It says, for it determines the course of your life. If I'm not guarding my heart, God is saying, the psalmist said that uh, God is going to lead us in the best course for our lives. And when I take care of my heart, my spirit being, when I take care of my relationship with God, when I'm in, when I'm, uh, in prayer, prayerful, worshipful, I'm, I'm walking in the love of God, I'm, I'm, I'm guarding my heart, I'm not allowing uh, strife and envy and bitterness, and just all the things that are negative towards, uh, towards my countenance and towards my heart, towards my attitude. I'm, I'm guarding against those things. I mean, they, they keep uh, cropping up, they, they keep breaking through, and they, they keep uh, making their appearances, but I have to keep guarding my heart, and I have to, I have to keep putting things down and, and, and putting it down and say, no, I, I forgive, no, I choose not to meditate on that, no, I'm not going I'm, I'm to allow that to rule my thought life today. I'm going to guard my heart, my heart's going to think on those things that are pure, lovely, praiseworthy, of good report, I'm going to guard my heart heart because it determines the course of my life. Are you satisfied today? Are you pleased? Are you happy? Are you fulfilled with the course that your life is on? Can I find somebody somewhere that is happy about the course of their life? Are you back there? Hello? Hello, hello. Are you happy? Are you satisfied with the course that your life is on today? <laughs> got one. All right. Got two. Now we got three. I think we can all say, yeah, I'm somewhat satisfied, but I could be more satisfied. There's some course corrections that I could really apply to my life, and I could really be open, more open to the leading of the Holy Spirit, and there, there's, a, there's a certainly, certainly much more that God has in store for me. So let's continue on here in Proverbs. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course your, of your life. Now here's given us some uh, suggestions here of how we can be guarding our heart. It says, avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. How many people want me to continue on or should I camp? If you want me to stop at any one of these and camp on them for a while, be, I'd be happy to do it. I'll oblige you, but if you just want me to keep going, like you just want me to keep going, all right, I'll keep going. <laughs> That's one way to overcome pain is just plow through it, right? Didn't I just talk about that a while ago? <laughs> Pastor Ray, if you'll just keep going, I'll be, I'll, I'll be on the right course. No, you won't. Not if, not if, not if you're still uh, participating in perverse talk and corrupt speech. Me going faster through this isn't going to get you through it. 
You need to address your heart. You need to be addressing your heart by taking care of any perverse talk and, and purpose to stay away from corrupt speech. Uh, 25, look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. The picture there is like keeping your eyes on Jesus, keeping your eyes on the master. Look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. Verse 26, mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Verse 27, don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. So we can see here it takes great discipline. Everyone say discipline. discipline. The discipline of guarding our hearts so that the Holy Spirit of God can do his job of leading us, guiding us, and directing us in the best pathway. In Proverbs 22 and, and, and verse 3, Proverbs 22 and 3 tells us that a prudent person foresees danger and takes precaution. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. So basically, uh, a prudent person there is referring to uh, a, a, a nicer word there because uh, I've been called prudent, prudent. But a better word is wise, a wise person. My name, Raymond, means wise. You say, how do you know that? Because someone gave me a coffee cup years ago and had my name on it and said, Raymond, and said all the nice things. And ultimately, it means to be wise. So there you have it. <laughs> Another good reason to come to church this morning. So a wise person foresees danger. You're probably all thinking, I have my coffee cup with my name on it, too, and it means wiser. But... <laughs> A prudent person foresees danger and takes precaution. A simple person or a foolish person goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. The idea there is you take that back here to, to Proverbs chapter 4 where we're told to avoid perverse talk. We're supposed to stay away from corrupt speech. We're to look straight ahead, make straight paths for our feet. We're not to get sidetracked. That means a wise person is not making Decisions at the very moment. A wise person is able to know the, the, the times that they're living in, and a wise person is able to know how to make the best choice by looking at the horizon, looking at Jesus, looking at the cross on the horizon, and getting wisdom and getting direction from heaven above. The fool, the, you know, the, the foolish person, just keeps right on going and suffers the consequences. So we don't want to be the fool and just keep on going and be suffering consequences. We want to be looking at the horizon, keeping our eyes on Jesus, and continue to guard our hearts. Proverbs 3, one more from Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. The trust in the Lord with all your heart, the heart that you're guarding. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. How can I know the best course? How did the sons of Issachar know it? They knew it because they were in tune with God. You can know it today by being in tune with God, guarding your heart, even in this perverse generation, even in these evil times that we're living in, even in these times of stress and anxiety and all the things that are going on in our culture, all the things that are going on, we can still be making the best choice. We can make the most of every opportunity. Remember in Ephesians, that make the most of every opportunity. There's opportunity for you this very moment 
moment, this very day, this very hour that you are living here on the earth, there's opportunity for you to do well and to reach the goals that God has deposited within your heart, your heart's desires. And as you guard your heart and you continue to look to him and you don't get sidetracked, you will reach your goal because God said that if you seek his will, he will show you which path to take. God will show you. God will show you. Now, I'm assuming some of you wrestle with the same things that I can wrestle with. I can read that in scripture and you're seeing that this morning. You're hearing it and you're seeing it and say, yeah, I know, I see that, but yet when I try to make a decision, I'm trying to make a choice and I still don't know which one's the best one. And then the Bible says, well, God will show you. And then I pray, and I'm trying to decide, okay, uh, which job do I want to take? What school should I be going to? What course selection should I be making? What house would God have us to purchase? We're looking for a house, and there's options A, B, and C, and we like all three of them, but God, which one? And then God just seems like he's silent. I'm looking, shopping for a car. There's 10,000 different makes and models. Which one's the best one? And you pray about it, and God seems to be silent. You ever experienced that? Yep. <laughs> Been there and done that. And eventually you get tired of uh, trying to hear from God, and you just go out and you make a choice. Has anyone ever done that? Just made the choice. You can trust that. You can trust it when you're guarding your heart, you believe in God, you're believing that you're making the most in every opportunity. You can continue to trust the Lord. You can continue to trust him. In the, in the gospel of John, one more scripture, and we're gonna end up closing with this, but in John chapter 16, in verse 13, it says, when the spirit of truth comes, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples, he said, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit of God is here to guide you into all truth. He'll not speak in his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will help you make the right choice. He will show it to you. He'll show it to you. Our job is, is to learn to hear him and to trust his leading, his guiding, and his directing. And there, here's a nugget of truth. This is something that helped me with the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying that made it it's completely easy, that I never struggle with it. That wouldn't be true. But it helped me to, when I understood, it was brought to my attention that uh, Jesus was sent on a mission from God. From heaven, he came to earth. You all understand what that mission was? It was to go to the cross, Right? It was to go to the cross, shed his blood, to be buried, and God was going to raise him again from the dead. Jesus was fixed on fulfilling that mission that God sent him on, whether you cooperated or not. Matter of fact, he did that while we were still, the Bible says, we were still in our sin. He didn't wait until we all said, oh, thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for paying for our sins. And then he said, all right, I'm, since you're so grateful, I'm going to go. No, he went while the world was still in its sin. 
because that was his assignment. He was going to do it whether you cooperated or not because that's how much he loved you. Likewise, the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, when I go back to heaven, I'm not going to leave you here without direction, without help, without heaven's assistance, without heaven's wisdom. I'm going to ask the Father, and he's going to send you the Holy Spirit. And by the way, when he's here, he's going to lead you, and he's going to guide you. He's going to show you the best course for your life. The Holy Spirit is committed to showing you, to showing me, and showing all of us the best course for our lives, whether we're open to it, whether we're resisting it or not. He continues to be there to show us the best course. That's his assignment. He's going to do that whether you appreciate it or not because he's here to fulfill his mission that God sent him on. Therefore, if I simply open up to that and say, well, Holy Spirit, if that's your assignment, like Jesus had his assignment, if your assignment is to show me the best course, then my responsibility here is just to guard my heart and learn to hear what are you speaking? How are you leading? How are you directing? Say, Pastor Ray, I don't know if I ever heard the Holy Spirit. Well, that can't be true because you're here today and you just heard the Holy Spirit speaking through me. He speaks to us. He speaks to us in our heart. The in, the, we call it an inward witness. I used to tell people it's an unction. And then my kids started making fun of me like, what's an unction? <laughs> it's like, I don't know what an unction is. I just heard that it's an unction. <laughs> So he's speaking to us in our inner spirit. He speaks to us. We hear him. He speaks to us through other people. You can be in conversation with people. You can just be in conversation with someone and, and, and talking about something, and, and they'll say something. They'll go, wow, that's what I needed to hear. I needed to hear that. That's confirmation. That's confirmation. Because I just heard that from someone else I was having conversation with. And in the conversation, the same idea was brought up. The same suggestion was given. And, uh, and, and it, it bore witness. It bore witness. And it's the, it's the Holy Spirit. So open yourself up. Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. My sheep hear my voice. We have the ability to hear his voice. And as the Holy Spirit is living inside of us to lead us, to guide us, and to direct us in the best path that we have available to us, that God has made available to us. And as we learn to walk in that path, we will arrive at our destination. We will arrive at the will of God for our lives every time, every time. In, in relationships, in our health, in our finances, in, in our vocations and in, in our decision making, God is interested in us in, in, in being spot on. He's not interested in just always being there as only to, to rescue us and to pull us out of the ditch. I mean, He does that and He graciously does it without any condemnation, but you know, He would like to keep us out of the ditch. He'd like to just continue to lead, guide, and direct us and, and help us to stay on the, on the right course without getting in the ditch over here or the ditch over here. We can stay in the right course. We just keep going. We keep going. Sometimes it may look prudent. And prudence kind of sounds old-fashioned. Prudent is a, a word that young people or, or people that don't, don't, don't see beyond the weekend. They think prudent. They think they think prudent people are the ones that are always planning. They've always got all these plans, and they always know what next year is going to look like. They know what it's going to be like in five years and ten years. That's prudent. People that are foolish can't see past tomorrow. 
and they're looking forward to next. The only thing they're looking beyond tomorrow is they're looking forward to, since this weekend's almost over, I'm looking forward to next weekend. Anyway, the Holy Spirit leading, guiding, directing. Guard your heart above all else, above everything else. Everything else that tends to get you all worked up, all anxious, all frustrated, all discouraged, above everything else, guard your heart. For out of it flows the course of your life. It's in your heart, the best course. Learn how to tap into it. Protect it with everything you have. Guard it. Pay attention to what you're listening to. Pay attention to what you're speaking. God is with you. He loves you. Amen? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you so much for the word of God. I thank you, Lord God, for loving us, being willing to lead us, to guide us, and to direct us, for being willing to be patient with us when we, we uh, are just in and of ourselves. We are prone to keep making wrong decisions. We're keep prone to make wrong turns, and we're prone to be resistant to the voice of the Holy Spirit in our lives and thinking that our way is the better way. But Lord God, help us to not lean on our own understanding, but in all of our ways acknowledge you and really come to a place where we believe that you have our best interests at heart and you want to be leading, guiding, and directing us in Jesus' name. Name above all names. Fill us, Lord God. Fill us, Lord God, with your Holy Spirit to overflowing, just fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. Just open up your heart right now and just, just whisper to God, say, thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for leading. Thank you for guiding. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. If you never received Jesus as your Savior or in the infilling of the Holy Spirit of God, right now is just a great opportunity to do that. Just open up your heart and say, do you know what? I really am tired of directing my own life. I'm at a place, a season of life where I'm ready to invite Jesus into my life to become the Lord and Savior of my life. I want to do that right now and invite him in, invite the Holy Spirit in and receive the, the greatest gift you can ever receive. The best course you can be on is the course of eternity. Let's do that right now. If you've never done it, open up your heart and just pray this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus and the work at Calvary's cross, the shedding of his blood to forgive me of all my sin. I receive him today as my Savior. I believe that he has been raised from the dead to newness of life. I come into that newness of life in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Fill me now with your precious Holy Spirit. Put me on the right course for all of eternity. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.